Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined today by the man of Jenny Richter's dreams, Mark Paul Gossler. Hello, Mark Paul. Hi, Dashiell. Uh, Jenny Richter, um, is she celebrating her sweet 16? Is that who that is? She is. Oh, okay. I That's just, I just wanted to get them get it straight because, you know, I am I am the dream of of many Jennies, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I can you can tell by my, my delivery <laughs> that I'm very sure that I'm th- in the dreams of many Jennies and hit up Dashiell on his Twitter. Yeah, you're to, not the man of their dreams to say that you are the Jenny that I'm speaking of. You phrased it. You said I'm the dreams of, not I'm the man of the dreams, but you're the whole thing. No, I'm the whole thing, not just the man no, of the no, dream. No, no, no. You're the whole. I'm dream. the whole dream. Okay, I, I, I command. Congratulations! Oh my God, so happy! I for command you. their dreams. You're like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, you know, okay. speaking of well, that's a speaking of, no, 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 that's a good thing. But uh, Breck and Meyer, oh, uh, one of our no, previous to. guests, was uh, was in um, yes, uh, was in Nightmare on Elm Street. Was he not? I'm f- I'm familiar with. I'm very familiar with all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, including Brecken's. He gets high and like enters a video game in Nightmare on Elm Street where Freddy kills mm. him. Pretty cool. Wow. Pretty cool Freddy kill oh, cool. as far as uh, Freddy kills go. All right. Well, th- that's yeah. a great segue into this uh, episode. Even even a better transition. Yeah, sure, why not? In case you didn't do the homework out there in podcast land for Boss Lady, here's a brief summary. Mr. Carosi leaves Stacy in charge while he's away, only he accidentally booked the Thornhill 50th anniversary party during Jenny Richter's Sweet 16. Zach tricks Jenny into moving her party outside, and the kitchen staff goes on strike over a wage dispute Slater almost smooths things out until a prideful Stacy makes things worse with the chef. Meanwhile, Screech and others dig up the beach looking for buried treasure after finding one gold coin. Unable to have Jenny's party outside, they plan to have both parties in the dining room just rush the Thornhills out early. Only the Richters show up before they can clear the room and the two parties collide. It's tense until everyone starts dancing with each other and the party is a big hit. The end. And we're in act one like that. Yeah, you know, I, I was at work, as you know, today. Um, uh, what's her name again? Dashiell. Dashiell. Uh, I was at work today, Dashiell, and uh, as you know. Yes. Uh, and I, uh, for a part of me almost <laughs> did not do the homework. And I thought, you know what? I can oh, get away man. with not doing this homework because your summaries are so good. And I thought, wow, maybe this is the episode that I don't do the homework. And looking at it, I think I could have gotten away with not doing the homework this week. This seems like a very simple beach episode. There's not a lot going on. Yeah. It feels pretty contained. 
We got to try that one time where I just don't do the homework and I just watch it along for the first time. A live, a live viewing. viewing. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, there's a good one coming up um, next week. What's, which <laughs> one's that? Uh, next week features one Becky the Duck. And I think oh. you know enough about Saved by the Bell to know that it might not go so great no. for Becky. That seems like it's um, a complicated episode though. So <laughs> in some ways, I mean, in some ways, so is this episode about like labor disputes. Like, well, that whole storyline yeah. is, is a real, it's, pretty yuck. it's a real head scratcher. But yeah, I know what you mean that nothing, not a lot happens. Cause we're like in the middle of the beach episodes, but the end is near yeah. and you can't rock. It's like, it's just a vehicle in motion. No. So you can't change well, it. And much. we've watched enough of these episodes and this is the 44th episode of Zach to the future, I believe. 45th if you include that like filler intro oh. episode that that everyone loves. We got so many anyway, letters about it. I, I feel like we've watched enough that we 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 get a, a rhythm of the show immediately mm-hmm. when you start to watch it. And what I mean by this one's just simpler is that there's not a lot of background going on. You know, there's this there's not a lot of things that I can comment on of things that are happening um on the set, you know, like behind the scenes kind of thing. I don't know. This this episode seemed very simple to me. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was fun to watch. There we go with that F word again. But uh, there was not much in my notes other than, yeah, that labor dispute. Um, well, we'll get to that. That uh, <laughs> I don't want to get to it, but I guess we're going to get to it. But, um, it's a really tricky yeah. issue to introduce to children. I was, I was cracking up. Like, what did I think was going on as a child with like labor and wages and like how did jobs? It was like a very, we'll get there. I guess yeah. what, what are we, we're getting ahead yes, of ourselves. Yes, we are. This one written by... One Bennett Tramer. Hello, Bennett, out there in podcast land. Um, we're at the Malibu Sands patio. Uh, I have here in my notes, Mark Paul, never impersonate your boss when they're late for a meeting. It'll always go bad for you. There's one thing I've learned from film and TV. If you get up in front of everyone and start impersonating the boss, they're going to show up right behind you. That's just a law of physics. Makes for good television. Um, something I noticed uh, in this episode <laughs> is that uh, Elizabeth Berkeley is still wearing the same Band-Aid that she's worn in the previous episodes. And I think this is the fifth beach episode. She's had this Band-Aid on her knee the entire run hmm. of of these uh, beach episodes. And I can't tell, but I know that Dustin had like a, a Band-Aid on his uh, right arm for a few of the uh, the episodes. I couldn't tell in this episode if, if he was wearing it or not. But uh, maybe, maybe a lot of physical work was going on in, in these, um, you know, we had that ATV race. Maybe she got banged up there. Um, but she, she, she had these in the beginning. Uh, so I, I don't know how she would have gotten a, a scrape on her knee, but it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, you know, affected her and um, surprised she's not on the injured uh, reserve list here. You're like a forensic scientist. I just I, I gotta like find something that, that you see. I gotta find something. Here. But you, but it's like remarkable. Like I, I feel like I've seen this stuff so many times, and just to be like, no one's talking about Jesse's band aid. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. I guess she had a band aid on her knee. Fans, go back, look at the tape. Something was going yeah. on. The beach can be a dangerous place. And my 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 uh, two injuries. favorite uh, background artists who I, I I was friends with during the summer and and. Uh, that carried on. Uh, th- that friendship carried on for a few years, um, but Sean Silva and Brian Good, right there, front and center in this opening shot. Um, I don't know where Brian Good is now, but I know that Sean Silva. Uh, I believe he's still in Tennessee, and uh, he became a music uh, video director, and and um, I, I mm. believe he's a director now. Uh, but these uh, two guys are from Fresno. We've talked about Fresno in the past, but uh, the Fresno boys. the Fresno guys, but. Um, 
we, 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 there was talks of uh, possibly getting Sean Silva to come out and have some fun on the uh, the the new reimagining that's out on Peacock. Uh, there, I know there was talks like in the background. Yeah, I, he I, would just be I, there. Like he's it's the same. Role. I think it was <laughs> the, we we needed a waiter for one of the scenes, and mm. I think Franco asked me if I had any ideas, and and Sean's name came up. Um, and uh, but you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, he's he's a director now. He's not really an actor, I guess. But sure. um, it would have been fun to see him know. in the background. Maybe he'd do it for for fun yeah. for funsies. Um. Yeah. Well, maybe. Who knows? Oh, we also we should update the audience too. We found out last week that was not Betsy Brandt. <laughs> we got confirmed information from both Franco and and some people on Twitter did the homework on the homework on the homework. Uh, not Betsy Brandt in fake IDs. No, actually, she worked in the office. I believe. Uh, I, I think. What did we say? She was a production coordinator or, or something like that. But she she worked. Uh, behind the scenes and uh, did a fantastic yes. job, I thought, in front of the in front of the camera, and could have fooled me. Good enough, yeah, good enough to be an actor who went on to be on Breaking Bad. That's <laughs> that's the performance she gave. Yeah. We all bought it. I have here Kelly saying a happy staff is a snappy staff, and I'm scared she learned that at the max. <laughs> I'm scared she learned that phrase working under Jeff um, is what I thought when Kelly says that. Uh, here we get the information for. Mr. Carosi, that the uh, the Thornhills 50th anniversary party is happening while he will be away. Gee, I hope nothing bad happens there. And Stacy will give you some close personal attention. Nothing weird about saying that in front of your father. Did you notice in this scene that Stacy rarely looks up? She's looking down the entire time. I don't know if that's maybe the hmm. glare of the uh, the the, the yeah. June gloom uh, in Santa Monica um, that she had a hard time. Look at Carosi's eyes. I mean, Leon's eyes are like almost closed and he has a hat on. So yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. It's probably just so freaking bright out there. Yeah, don't worry, daddy. I'm going to give him a lot of close personal attention. Jeez. Just didn't pick up on that stuff as a child. Um, and we're in the Malibu Sands lobby. Uh, I love what the kids do as soon as they get an inch of freedom. <laughs> they throw a Frisbee inside and run up a phone bill. It's classic stuff. Run up a phone bill and, and Stacy Carosi <laughs> comes over and basically scolds yeah. Lisa Turtle saying, That's right. I'm going to put that on your <laughs> parents' bill. And she promptly cabana. hangs up. How expensive were calls back in 1992 I, or 90, whenever we filmed this? How expensive were calls? I don't know. We, I feel like we have a lot of like, this is quickly turning into to two people sitting on a porch talking about how things used to be back in the day. But like, I don't, I don't understand. Like we used to live in a different time for minutes, like cell phone minutes specifically, like end of nineties, early two thousands. It was like, you have to wait till nighttime to call someone on the cell phone because you had free minutes. Now this is a landline. It's different math, but like time on a phone used to be a real expense. I, th- I think we forget that now. I think we're far enough away from that. But, W- weren't maybe, local maybe Lisa calls, was calling like Milan. Yeah, weren't local calls free? Yeah, she was calling Paris. Right. I mean, if yeah. you're making international calls, she's on the phone with. Yeah. Sure, but I mean, I, how expensive could I that know. possibly be? Lisa's a she's a cosmopolitan woman. She's talking to New York and London. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we've doing. already discussed that uh, I ran up my mother's phone bill by by calling the inappropriate nine seven six numbers back in the eighties. Yes. Um, but I don't think that that's what Lisa's doing in the, um, the reception area of Malibu Sands. I could be wrong. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I hope that's not what she's doing, but who knows. Um, we talked a little how like not a lot happens this episode. I mean, it's called Boss Lady. It's supposed to be about like Stacy's, 
you know, assertiveness or her need, her ability to gain control of the staff. It's all very flat. (laughs) No one cares. We just want to see Stacey and Zach kiss. I don't know. And then they don't do a, like, she doesn't really do that much, this boss lady. I feel like Stacey does more, she has more agency in other episodes. Well, she's kind of cleaning up her father's, uh, mistakes i guess you know she's she's cleaning up after her dad i mean he basically we we come to learn that uh he's basically double booked the uh the uh eating the dining area for two parties the eating area the eating, the eating yeah, area the eating room the eating room the place where <laughs> people it. shovel food into their mouth two smart guys who are good at words is the working title for the <laughs> podcast uh yeah i mean it, this is all leon carosi's fault 100% of it um is the takeaway as we meet uh, Mr. Rick, yeah, Mr. Rick, played by one. I had no idea that I worked yeah. with Breckenmeyer before Franklin and Bash. Oh, you were saying this is Brecken? Is that what I'm? It's not. Understand? Tell me that's not <laughs> that Brecken. old man is. <laughs> Maybe Brecken's future. I could see. I mean, the- <laughs> I could see Brecken playing this this nice old man with a mustache one day. Tell me that's not. I mean, listen. I know. I know that the it's kind of lost on our audience because we're we're speaking sure. over airwaves or you know. Radio. Yes. What, what what is this? What are we actually doing? We're doing a I don't podcast. Know, I don't think anyone listens. Yeah. I know one person who listens to this, so I'm I'm not even sure it goes. Roberta anywhere. listens to this. <laughs> Roberta does okay. listen to it. That's correct. Um, As does uh, my girlfriend's father. Oh, yeah, uh, is that right? Hello, Dave. Is that right? Out there on radio. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's 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 funny. It's like we we kind of lost the visual on this. But if if you do happen to catch this episode, um. Yeah, you you can look into possibly what uh, my friend Breckenmeyer might look like <laughs> in his not 50s even or 60s. In, not even in Freddy Krueger's worst nightmares. Uh, I guess Freddy Krueger didn't have the nightmares. Jesus Christ, I can't talk today. Uh, I guess I can see that as Brecken, sure. But who actually played it? A man named John Walsh. <laughs> uh, career career going back to 1976. Did nine episodes of What's Happening. You may have seen him on Married with Children or Perfect Strangers or Who's the Boss, to name a few. John Walsh. I thought he did a good job in this episode. I I believed him. I believed John. Yeah, Walsh he had a familiar he had a familiar face. Um, even though I'm joking that it looked like Breck and Meyer, uh, but he he did look like someone that I recognized from 80s television or 90s television. Yeah, this guy. It, that that kind of energy for sure. I mean, the fact that he was like a day player on a bunch of 80s 90s sitcoms makes a ton of sense. Love his very cozy sweater wear. He's also got people flying in all over the world for a Sweet 16. I were Sweet 16s like always extravagant affairs for rich people. I thought I thought MTV like ushered that in in the 2000s. I didn't know it was a real deal shit happening. And later in the episode, wait till you see the people he flew in for her party. <laughs> Do they look suspiciously like the students in the halls of base? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm sure it was who was around, why not? Um and we're in the dining room uh, to meet the Thornhills. And I got some interesting information on Mrs. Thornhill. She's played by one Anne Savage, a career going back to the 1940s, where she mostly starred as a, quote, on IMDb, devilish dame, femme fatale type in low-budget movies, most notably a 1945 picture called Detour. She was also a World War II pinup girl and toured visiting the troops. So Anne Savage, a, a former babe of 50 years ago, still a babe, depending on who you ask, what they're into. Yeah. I thought that was neat. That is really neat. I like that. Good for you, Anne Savage. Cool name, too. Anne Savage, hell yeah. 
Also, they the Thornhill should get the room, right, Mark Paul? Like, come on. They've been married for 50 years. Jenny's been on this earth 16. That's not even math that you need to do. It's like, give the Thornhills the dining room. They've accomplished more. Mm, okay. I mean... Uh, what's, what's the other side of the argument? The 16-year-old can enjoy the party more and like, hey, you're going to be dead soon anyway, so don't break it to her that life is... No, hard. and we're jumping ahead, but the 16-year-old should have the party outside. That, that, should be, that, yeah. th- that should have been the option. For the sixteen-year-old, better vibe, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's the it's beach. Better. It's you cool. can have yeah. a bonfire out there, and you know, it's just the. It would have been a much better party being outside. I don't. I don't even like yeah. the, the episode could have ended five minutes ago if we uh, if we <laughs> if we had written it. <laughs> but what about the labor dispute, Mark? Paul? Yeah. <laughs> who will pay? Who will pay these workers? Certainly not Mr. Carosi. Jesus Christ. Um, and we're in the uh, the Malibu Sands Beach. Um. For Screech's metal detector adventures, we will we will begin on those. And Zach's like, is this a, what is that thing? Does Zach really not know what a metal detector is? I, I hate when they I, do this to characters. I, I hate when you writers yeah, do I this. You, I know you're saying right. Yeah. You guys, you sorry, writers sorry do this to that. us actors. We all and make do us look yeah, like assholes. It. It's like yeah, we ask questions just to tee up for the audience. Like, oh, look, yeah. Screech has a metal. Why, why couldn't I just turn to Stacy and go? What is Screech doing with a metal detector? And Screech comes over and tells yeah. us what he's doing with a metal detector. Why do I have to be like, what is that thing? And he's like, oh, it's a metal it's, detector. It's, it helps me find precious metal. Yeah. And I was like, what? Everyone knows what a metal detector is. <sighs> yeah, sometimes characters say things that if you're, if you're familiar with what pages look like and what words look like on pages, it will drive you nuts. Like when there's, there's a thing another writer pointed out to me years ago that I, has stuck with me so much, which is like, a writer t- or a character turning to someone else mean like, Susie, we've been sisters for years. It's like, well, no shit. I'm pretty sure Susie knows that. I'm pretty sure you do too. It's just dumb old me in my living room who didn't, but it drives me. <laughs> Hearing stuff like that sends me up a wall. So write, write a movie. It'll ruin movies for you forever, folks. That's a tip. It's, it's also when you, you say something to, remember that time, Dashiell, when we were sitting in our office doing the podcast? It's like, yeah, I, I remember. It's just, it just teen it up. It's in, it's in, it's just insane. It's, just, it's not <laughs> well, yeah, the way I, I did, humans yeah. converse. No, no, humans don't say what's that about a thing. They like, you know what a metal detector is. You're not stupid, and you're on a beat. It's like not even like he's using this thing in a museum. It's like there's a clear contextual information. I mean, about even what if that he is. was using it off of a beach, right? He's not in a park. He's not in a beach. By the way, people right. who use metal detectors are weird. I'm I'm just gonna throw it out there. Okay. I, I, I yeah. What do you expect? I'm not on social yeah. anymore, I so I don't, I, I don't give a shit. Sure. Like if you if come at me. Oh, you come think, at me, bro. You think they're gonna come for oh, you over yeah. this? Yeah, you yeah, think yeah. That's that's, that's what they're gonna come at okay. me for is the the fact okay. that I, they call right. them weirdos with the metal detector. Um, but no, show me a person who has a metal detector that's not weird. That's not on some list of of some sort. Um, but even yeah. if you didn't mm-hmm. know what a metal detector, like if, if Screech was not on a beach or in a park. And you would you would just question it, right? You, a more organic way would be, is that a metal detector? And then the screech would go, yeah, it is. And then you would go into the scene that way. But you don't yeah. say, what That's is right. that thing? And then he has to. What is that? What? Thing? That's just. Uh, well, Zach, it's a it's a BRX model uh, seventy three. Uh, Thanks for asking. Uh, it's just. How much do you want to know about? It's basically it? like in the previous episode on the beach where we talked about the ATVs. We're like, whoa, look at that. And he's like, yeah, you know what this is? It's an ATV model, blah, blah, blah. It's like, ugh. It's a mm. waste of, of airtime. 
Anyway, let's let's. Maybe it's a waste. Maybe it's maybe it's a waste though, because on this one there wasn't a whole lot going on. You got to fill the airtime. God, I, maybe. Yeah, jeez. There wasn't a lot going on this episode. Um, I also thought this was harsh when Zach says, "Like you could also be an idiot." He's like very mean to Screech out of nowhere for no reason. Yeah. There's nothing. Nothing has happened yet where Zach should even be in a bad mood. Yeah. It's like everything is fine, really. I mean, the the party thing's a little sticky, but you know. I was I was kind of I was kind of hoping for uh, Stacy Carosi to kind of turn to Zach and say, "Hey, knock it off! Don't be so mean to your buddy." You know that 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 would have been like hey, a cool yeah. thing for her to do. Instead, she kind of like I don't know. She just kind of <laughs> makes a face and moves on. But he's being a dick. Yeah. It's like don't be a dick to. He to really speech. is. <laughs> There's no reason for it. And if you are, call him out on it. Like it would have been totally yeah. in character for for Stacy to go, Zach. Don't be a dick. Uh, I would have been. I would have yeah. liked to have seen that. Anyway, come on, man. Don't be a shithead. <laughs> this is Saturday morning. I can say that kind of stuff. Uh, would have been a cool episode. People would have remembered it. Um, I love the uh, the necklace collection. Oh. on this extra who screeched dollar bill. The fantastic, dollar sign. The fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's like who goes to the beach with that much shit on their neck. But it's like this is like yeah, dollar sign, several crosses, all gold. Listen, I, I have a funny story about wearing jewelry to uh, not the beach, but I used to live in Marina del Rey, which is by the beach, and everyone knows that the beach anywhere by water is 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 usually a lot more intense than you know than not being by water. Um, my sister in law uh, came and and was hanging out on our rooftop deck, and she had a necklace on. And it wasn't straight. It was like off to the side and she had a necklace on and it was like a little pendant. Um, We were probably on the rooftop deck having drinks for 30, 40 minutes and she got a pretty good sunburn. And then Mm. where that uh, pendant was left a nice little white uh, reminder that you don't want to wear jewelry. Uh, at at the beach, Um, so I would have loved to have seen. Well, this guy's already rocking a pretty good tan, but it would have been nice to see the um, you know the suntan around the uh, the dollar bill. That actually been pretty cool. Like a, it would have been good. It would have been a nice follow up. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to meet up with this guy later on in the episode. You would almost think he lost the coin. I oh. that, that was. I don't know why I'm. I don't know why I'm. I don't know why I'm going down that road. But it was kind of like, well, where did the coin come from? Who cares? There was a coin on the beach. Get over it. And uh, Lisa, of course, wants nothing to do with Screech, but this one gold coin is really, really going to change things for the gang. Lisa Turtle is is 16, possibly 17 here. She's dressed Mm -hmm. like my mother uh, going to the beach. Like There's people that go to the beach and wear this to the beach. Why is she dressed yes. like like cover up? Yeah, she's just I completely oh, covered up. Be. What do you mean, letter mean, B? Because she's not she's not she's not going swimming. That's why. Like she's just there. She's just there to sun and you know maybe grab a meal or something. She's not she's not water ready. But she's not inside. Like the 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 picket fence is is behind her, <laughs> so she's in front of that. Like yes. if you were getting something to eat or just wanted to kind of chill out, wouldn't you go inside the okay. grounds of Malibu Sands? And I don't know. I mean, well, is your problem that she's like wearing like po- like large polka dots? Is it like the the type of clothing? She's no, wearing, it's just the, the fact that I think she's overdressed for the beach. She's overdressed. Yeah. Okay, all right. I think uh, you but know. I mean, I'd like to it, see her loosen up a little bit. There, I said it. Okay. There, there. You finally, you know, 
finally brave enough to say what needs to be said. Thank you. Um, I thought it was sweet that Screech is planning for their college fund. I mean, I know Screech is like, you know, for lack of a better term, constantly harassing Lisa, but that's a sweet thing. He's already thinking about sending their kids to a nice college. Good for you, Screech. But where did the coin come from? We'll never know, Mark Paul. Didn't bother you. Didn't stick out to your mind. Like, well, where did the coin come from? Doesn't matter. It's Malibu. There's gold coins all the, all over the place. And Kelly calls this her beach. That's a, like there's like seven different stories in this episode too, which is why it also feels kind of weird. It's like Kelly's protecting her beach. Screech is looking for gold. There's two parties. Mr. Carosi's away. There's a strike with the cooks. All right. There's so much going. I'm on. I'm gonna throw something out. I I didn't I didn't uh, realize while I was watching this to take my notes, but she comes over and says, "Hey, Screech dug a." six inch hole to find this gold coin. She's like, Hey, stop digging up my beach. Right. Mm-hmm. Did she go over to the two kids in the background that were digging that ginormous hole behind the guy with the gold chains and tell them to stop digging yes. their hole? Like, this is what you do at the beach. You dig holes. I've, I've dug many holes at, at, at the beach. Yeah. I mean, that's- well, also it begs the question of like, so I dug a hole. Now what? Why don't you just push the sand from behind the hole back in the hole? We're right back well, where we that's started. That's exactly like, what Screech did. But I yeah. don't see her walk. Maybe that's why she, where she's walking off screen to is go talk to those two kids. Tell them to uh, fill their hole. Like, this is her beach. Fill your hole. Yes. <laughs> fill your hole. Uh, that's thing a great t-shirt. I want that time. t-shirt of, yeah. of Kelly's. You want the t-shirt. Think, fill yeah, your yeah. hole. Yeah. Kelly, well, I, Kelly and her uh, lifeguard uh, you know, outfit saying, fill your hole. I, I, right. that, that's a, a, I want to trademark that. So... Okay, go for it. I think you should. I think that's a good use of your time. I would, (laughs) if you need some support, I can help out with, you know, emotional support, obviously, not financial or time. Well, maybe Kelly is just constantly telling people to to stop digging up her beach. Like, like the whole beach is on the precipice every day of being dug up without Kelly guarding it. She's the only thing standing between that beach and a thousand holes. Most of her job is yelling at people about their sand holes. You know what I just realized is that Kelly could have been called Karen. Get it? Uh, yeah, she she's, she's a, she could have been the Karen a, of the beach. A, she's yelling about something. I think she's a. I think her her cause is slightly nobler than than the Karens we see on the internet yelling about <laughs> meaningless shit. But sure, why not? She could have been in another life, Karen Kapowski. Oh my God, it's like her nemesis, the anti Kelly. And we're in the uh, the Malibu Sands dining room. Uh, we get to meet Jenny here, Jenny Richter. She also wears a sweater vest to the beach, just like her old man. Why not? Uh, and she's an easy mark. I mean, Zach tricks her immediately. It does not take much to dupe Jenny Richter. Um, I don't know what that says. Maybe just, uh, you know, Zach has that persuasive power over young ladies, or maybe kids are just stupid. Somewhere in the middle, perhaps. And you this know what is, she reminds me of is yeah. um oh, sorry, no, no please what she remind you no Willy Wonka she's yeah. like she's she's what's her name she's uh, Violet she's Violet from Willy Wonka that's what it is <laughs> it's on the tip call. of my tongue but yeah so we we kind of figure out here that um you know we've we well we didn't double book Leon Croce did uh, and uh, we offer her the, the, to to have her party outside. And she takes the bait and she says to her father, I want the party outside. There, done. Problem solved. Easy. But then a bigger issue 
comes walking through the door. <laughs> yeah, it's just like another like this is such a such a crazy act break. Ugh. Just as just as like every our problems are over. We are on easy street now. Surely nothing will complicate this scenario. Why? So Slater is mediating for Roberto the chef. Like like why did Slater even get put in that position where he is now <laughs> speaking on their behalf? Because he's the only person who knows any Spanish at well, all is what is what we're to understand. According to how he's delivering his Spanish is that he's not very good yes. at delivering the Spanish. Yeah. Uh this is this is the problem that I had with this. Remember when we had Mario on the the show, we said, "Was your character supposed to be Hispanic? Like, were were you supposed to be Spanish speaking?" And and he, he, at first, it was like, "No, right?" I mean, we we didn't get a clear answer. Like when we were filming, I never thought of Slater as being Latino, right? Um. It, 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 I, I think they wanted to cast, and this is Ma- what Mario told us: is someone like a Vinnie Barbarino, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a jock, a jock kind of muscle. Head yeah, guy. a jock muscle head. But Vinnie was greaser. I wasn't mean, Vinnie Italian though? I mean, yeah, yeah, totally right. That was the type. Right. What? what I don't understand why they had Mario. I mean, not saying you know to stereotype Mario is like, well, he's. You know, Mario in real life is Hispanic, right? But still, like, I, I, I don't know Spanish, but even I could say these lines better without yeah, without there, making a, it seem little... like I'm I'm a completely I- I- idiot. You know, trying to say these, but I, I don't know. I was very uncomfortable watching this. It is, I, I don't know. I, there's no better way to say it than other than. I have in my notes. I was like, "Do we need to really discuss this?" Because it just it, it grossed me out. It was like, Ugh, I don't know. It just felt what is, weird. Well, there's there's so there's a weird little say by the bell plot hole thing going on right now. It's minor, but it exists. Let's talk about it. In the college years, Slater will reconcile with his heritage and will like say his father's name was originally Sanchez and he had to change it. And like he, but in the college years, he speaks zero Spanish. So the fact that he knows any Spanish at all now is contradicted later when he's like getting in touch with who AC Slater really is, and but he's like Spanish is a language he knows no words of. If you grew up in Southern California, I'm sorry, you know you know a little bit of Spanish. It's like osmosis. It's impossible not to 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 propose what they're proposing here is yeah feels a bit but odd. The, the, and also Roberto's English is good. Roberto's yeah. English must be good enough because he understands the translation is wrong. He understands that Slater doesn't know the difference between strike in bowling right. and strike in a labor dispute. So like right. it, it it I know I know that we're not supposed to be talking about it 30 years later. But unfortunately we yeah. are. <laughs> no, just, just, and it just, is it, it's confusing. It's a, that, it's a muddled that, mess. That Slater is struggling on is like words that you you really wouldn't struggle on. It's like it, it just feels forced and yeah. I don't know. It it doesn't seem it doesn't know. seem right. It doesn't seem not right. Great. It's not and great. It, you know, you know, look at your face. You know what else is I wish great? The, I wish our audience you know, could see <laughs> your face. <laughs> I wish you could see my face. You know what else is not great? This is a story essentially about a rich white club owner underpaying immigrant kitchen workers. It's like it's like actually very dirty and ugly at the core of it. So with all the silliness aside and the cooking montages too, it's like, ugh, yikes. And we're in act two. And just, <laughs> just like that, we're just in act like two. Just like that, we're in act two. 
It's so easy. Um, and we open up with uh, Malibu Sands Kitchen with uh, you know well ahead of our times here uh, the 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 white savior complex. I I yeah I have that too. It's like this is so Jesse oh. is regularly on the white. Whoa, little Freudian slip. Jesse's regularly on the <laughs> right side of history, but this this white savior thing is like also bad. It's also bad when this almost feels like more Karen territory of like this brash white woman needs to show up and, you know, save the day. It's like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Can we just have can we just have two parties, please? Can this episode be five minutes long and it's just one party's outside, one party's inside. <laughs> Screech couldn't find the batteries to the metal detector. <laughs> Maybe in another life. I do like that I loved this line from Zach though, when Jesse's like, you live in a world of privilege and Zach is like, you live next door to my world of privilege. I thought that was cool. That's a really I'm glad the writers like assessed that, that for all of Jesse's high and mightiness, she is one window over from Zach Morris. And uh, more importantly, uh, in this scene, you can clearly see that Elizabeth Berkeley has a Band-Aid on her knee. So this is the one where, and, and, and you remember, we've, we've said this before, uh, the beach episodes were filmed weeks before the interior uh, at the Malibu Sands. So she's had this Band-Aid on. And I'm wondering... If the band, <laughs> we made this whole episode about a bandaid. I love it. Uh, but I'm wondering. I, I, my head is in my hands, yeah, listener. I know, but I'm wondering if this band aid is not a continuity thing. Like, explain to our audience what continuity means and why it's important. Because, you know, we, we, sure. these were filmed weeks apart. Right. Well, continuity is important because movies and TV shows are essentially large magic tricks. And the fact that they filmed some of the beach episodes weeks before the interiors and stitched it together and your brain can't tell the difference, well, part of that is because of continuity. It means people's hair is the same scene to scene. It means if someone's holding a book in one scene, when we cut back to them, they're still holding the book or the clock in the background, the time moves correctly as the scene progresses. All that stuff is continuity. There's people on set keeping diligent track of it. But I so highly doubt there was a Band-Aid guy on set being like, I don't know, her knee was... <laughs> it's like, girls have bandages on their knees sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, but wouldn't, so it, wouldn't it be like weird it just, if earlier on at the at the uh, the meeting, the Band-Aid was on the knee, and then now, clearly, the there was... You yeah, know, that would, would be, be weird. weird. That would be weird. So whoever... <laughs> it would be, once it's introduced, yeah, it's Chekhov's Band-Aid. Yeah. Like, once we see the Band-Aid, we need, yeah, there you go. <laughs> we need to continue to see this Band-Aid. So I, I'd like to do a it's little a band-aid. Uh, band-Aid gate or... Band gate, or what would that be? Band aid gate? Aid gate. I hate when the people, by Band-Aid. the way, stop with the gates. It's stupid. You started it. You just did well, it. Well, I did it because people are doing it. <laughs> you just started it. it. Like, uh, I, this it. is the end. Yeah. I'm never going to do another gate again. No more. Okay. This is it. The gate has this been closed. Is, this is, the, there you go. Um, but uh, I'd like to do a little more investigating and, and maybe ask Elizabeth. Uh, when I see her next, <laughs> she remembers. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if she if she knew exactly what you were talking about, Mark Paul? She will she will legitimately ask you, "How are you? And are you okay?" If you start talking to her about a band aid on her knee from thirty years ago, she's going to be like, "Yeah, okay, but how are you? How is everything with you? <laughs> are you all right?" Because that is an alarming. Inquiry. I will tell you that Elizabeth <laughs> would never say something like that to me. She would absolutely entertain my. My my idiocracy, idiocracy. Idi- I think idiocy is idiocy. the word. Idiocracy. But, what is but idiocracy? Maybe, I, I would just say it's. I would just. Well, idiocracy is a Mike Judge film. It's really good. Yeah. 
It's all about how we get progressively dumber over time as a human race. All right. Check it out, listener. Um, but I, I she she through. would absolutely entertain my uh, idiocy. Um, and yeah. uh, and and Good. and I actually should probably uh, maybe record it. Uh, and 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 talk sure. about uh, the band aid because I bet you she has a story. I bet you she remembers. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna wager. Interesting. Okay. I'll put a, a friendly right. wager on. Ooh, there. I know how much you hate. I know a friendly wager. I know you don't like to lose money gambling. <laughs> so we will make this a friendly wager. Um, and also you you seem so confident. I think you're probably right. You also obviously know Elizabeth worlds worlds better than I ever could. So I think she could. Sure, maybe her she'll know what you're talking shaving. about. That's mm. my theory. Mm. I, I don't see her wow. or it was a dancing uh, injury like, you know, cause she was big in dancing um, that she scraped her knee doing uh, some dance move. Uh, extra was there with us for the beach episode. No, I don't think it's for work. It was, I think it's for like, you know, cause she, she was, a, was a professional dancer and, and danced on weekends and her time off. Um, but I thought, no, I just mean like, she hurt her knee outside yes. of the beach episodes, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then this Band-Aid becomes Correct. part of the episode. It's the, you know, yeah, it's the sixth man, as it were. Fifth Beatle, whatever you want to say. Yeah, I have in my notes again, we touched on it, but this is all Mr. Carosi's fault. I mean, it is his greed for... Uh, booking too many events and not paying his workers, all Mr. Carosi's fault. It shouldn't be called boss lady. It should be called like clean up on aisle. What the fuck, dad? Yeah. <laughs> like Mr. Carosi left such a toxic, chaotic mess for his daughter. It's amazing this club uh, isn't burned to the ground when he gets back. Also, cool it, amigo. That's that's Jesse's line as she's trying to save the day. Bad. That is bad. Yes. Not good. Yes. Yes, it's white savior. Good. Don't say cool it, amigo. It's not at the good. Don't your, say cool as it. And it's like, I again, I know we're. I'm not trying to nitpick any more than we do <laughs> any other time. But it just, it just felt. I was like, this is just so wrong. It's just why. It's just why. It would be too easy to fix. Why couldn't the oven just break? Or why couldn't like, 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 <laughs> so whatever. We could be here all day on labor disputes. Um, we're in the Malibu Sands Beach. When this scene opens, it it almost felt like something got edited. I don't know if you got that impression, but like we just maybe it's you know Peter Engel's no baby steps edict, but we just launch right into Stacy being like, "You're right, Zach. They're taking advantage of me." It, it felt like something was missing. I, I watched it on Peacock too. It's the same edit, um, but it moves so fast where I'm just like, normally Zach would have said something about how it, it seems like Zach is manipulating Stacy. <laughs> But we we missed. Yeah, that. and and you know this because you you, you work in production. Um, but generally, a a twenty two minute show like this uh, gets edited down from over thirty minutes of footage, and so you know it's it's up to the director and the producers and the editors to kind of whittle it down to twenty two minutes uh, for air. And people will say, well, why 22 yeah. minutes? Well, there's commercials and all that for a half hour show. Um, but uh, yeah, there, there easily could have been more to this. Uh, I'm sure there was. And uh, you know, how, how important is it to, to, to push the story along? Not that important. It, we got too many stories, folks. Yeah. Kelly's got a beach. Carosi's out of town. Yeah. Two parties. Labor dispute. We got we to gotta move. Um. And we see. I love. Sorry, we 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 see in this uh, the shot between uh, Stacy and and Zach. 
June gloom. There it is in full mm-hmm. effect. The yeah. the white background, the not crystal blue skies and and the ocean. Um, you know, this this is what I remember of filming these episodes in the the middle of summer. This is this is how it is in the middle of the summer. It's it's chilly in the morning until about one o'clock, and then it heats up, it clears up for about a few hours, and then it goes back to looking like this. Yeah. And then you get to sit in two hours of traffic on the way home. <laughs> the joys of uh, visiting Malibu in the summer. Um, I I really loved this joke. This like joke about Screech's plans to be rich involve our own plumber. It's just such an oddball thing. And then for him barking out, "You'll have to earn your own plumber," made me laugh. I I, I don't know what it was, but it like. The insanity of our chauffeurs and our maids and a plumber, and then you'll learn your own. You have to learn your own. Great stuff. Made me laugh very hard. Yeah, and he's saying this out loud, and then he 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 sort of um, he starts to generate a little bit of a crowd, and the crowd behind him is are these surfer dudes uh, with very colorful boards, um, sick boards, sick yeah. boards, very and cool. very surfer rocker. But hair, I don't know what's going on back yeah. there. Um, they look like the cameramen from Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, they do. But it's interesting. That's who they look like. like. I don't think people understand the geography here, but uh, the beach is about a quarter of a mile. I mean, the the, the water is about a quarter <laughs> of a mile away. I see it now. Yeah. Now that you're saying it, that's so. Yeah, they were they were they were they just so happened to be right there. Right. But the, <laughs> where where we shot this is in Santa Monica. It's actually not in Malibu. Uh, anyone who's ever been to this club knows that there's a lot of beach before you get to the ocean. And also, this beach is does not have very good waves to surf at. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very flat. No. It's pretty close to the Santa Monica Pier. And anyone who's been there, it's like, there's not, uh, you know, good good sets do not come in. Um but uh, kind of a gross, kind of a gross beach. It is a kind of a gross I mean, beach, yeah. Not to not yeah. not to not to talk shit about my wonderful hometown of Los Angeles, but like I don't know too many locals who go swimming in Santa Monica. It's just kind of like no, it's kind of cool to hang out there because it's close and you yeah. get the bike path there. Uh, oh, it's great. Um, yeah, but it's like as far as going into the ocean, you probably want to move a couple miles north or south. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm gonna agree with you. Okay, yeah. good. Same page. I love how quickly everyone in the Save by the Bell world is down to get rich, like immediately. Like all it takes is hearing about this scheme for everyone on the beach to catch like gold fever. Yeah, back off, Kelly. You'll have to earn your own plumber. Great joke from Dustin. And like I said, like Kelly would have to come all the way from a quarter of a mile away to see uh, them. That's what digging you meant by this. geography. Okay, I see. Well, she's. You got to remember, she's she's mostly patrolling the sand, is what we're learning. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Why is That's she wearing job. like it's another thing, right? Like Kelly's a lifeguard. Yeah. She has Here to carry that red floaty thing that they use to save the Baywatch, the thing. Baywatch thing, the the cone, the whatever that thing, yeah. whatever that thing is. But whatever it is, that's what makes her a lifeguard. Like if you're a football player, right? And we do this, by the way, in the reimagining. Like it, it, yes, like um, every TV show, every every TV show, every player, movie you have to be is guilty of football. this. You got to hold the football. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, how do I know? How do I know? How do I know you we're, play? Yeah, we're at Lisa's beach house. If there's no boogie boards in the beach house, how do you know it's beach house? This house could be freaking anywhere. It could be in Los Feliz. It could be Kansas City. Either Kansas City. There's there's two of them, and only one of them is in the state of Kansas, folks. That's a real thing. Um, we're in the Malibu Sands kitchen, where Slater has 
Slater, the, the head of the labor union, has smoothed things out by calling Jesse a crazy woman. <laughs> if I understand correctly, he's like, I'm not letting that crazy lady near here. Surprise. There is another person who is now going to be deemed crazy. Uh, Stacy just goes scorched earth, no rays. Um, and we're supposed to be on her side, I guess. Jesus Christ. They strike by sitting down. Now, if I, if I went on strike, I'd probably just go home, but that's just me. Um, Slater references Terminator 3, or he calls her Terminator 3. Terminator 2 came out the year that this was released, 1991. Top box office movie of the year. One Terminator 2. Terminator 3 came out in 2003 and did not do as well as uh, Terminator 2. No, I was, I was, I had, that was a, that was a tough year at the, at the box office for me. I remember 2003 seeing that movie and I think it was the sequel to Bad Boys. And I was like, I, I think, I think things are not going the way I want them to for, uh, although I later would like Bad Boys 2 more. Terminator 3 was a, was a tougher one. I was like, the things I grew up loving are getting shitty. That's a hard lesson as you get older. Terminator 2 though is still really good, Mark Paul. <laughs> no, I, 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 still pretty much the best. I agree with you on that one as well. That one is, you can't really Robert go wrong Patrick putting that one on. was the bomb. Killer. Killer. It's, it's, it's nuts how good that movie looks and feels still. But we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about Saved by the Bell. <laughs> and yeah, we're on the Malibu Sands beach. Uh, as many holes are being just ripped out of the earth. I mean, people really went to town. And Kelly is still holding that red cone. Good for her. Otherwise, how do you know? How do you know? She's not saving anyone. I mean, 17 people have drowned in the Pacific Ocean since <laughs> Kelly started her shift today, but she couldn't give a care. Look at all those extras going nuts, and they're using the surfboard, too. It's, like, so chaotic. I love it. There's, like, a thing. It's like movies and TV, but, like, you introduce a nice house or a nice car. By the end of the movie, it's probably getting destroyed. Um, I love that you guys introduced this nice beach, and by the end of your run here, you have, you have you know, wrecked the house, so to speak. And we see the equipment you're using, this bobcat that Screech is hanging off of with Lisa driving it. I think she's actually driving it. I'm, I'm very impressed by like- She I, is. Yeah, I was like- It's not on a rig. No. She's like, she's, she's working it, yeah. That could have gone horribly it wrong, probably, by the way. But I, I trust, I, oh I, I, I totally trust uh, Lark. I mean, she, she's, we've already deemed that she's an athlete and she, she, you know, she was good on the- uh, uh, on, on, on certain uh, physical things. And, and um, yeah, no, I, I, I trust that she knows what she's doing with this. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, what could go wrong uh, driving construction equipment on a beach full of holes? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm sure they pointed her in the safe direction, said just press one thing. And we're in Act 3, just like that. So much has happened. I mean, look at that beach. You guys, like, this is, this is going to give poor Kelly Kapowski a heart attack, seeing her poor beach like this. Poor Kelly Kapowski. You should check out uh, Mario doing the extra acting in, the, in, the, uh, in that oh, opening shot. Just, just watch him. He's in the uh, top frame here, uh, 12 o'clock. And, uh, boy, he Can't is, yeah, he's just... <laughs> Oh man, he's doing a lot. Yeah, he is doing a lot with his hands and body. Yeah, he's looking around, just like yeah, I love it. Good, good on you, Mario. He he makes the most out of those like little background moments. I never picked up on it before. 
We also glossed by it, but the, there was good hole digging music when everyone was going nuts on those holes. Scott Gale. Uh, and the old question of uh, who's going to now cook for these people? Gee, I wonder who. Could it be everyone we know? Yep, of course. They're in the kitchen immediately in chef's hats. Because, Mark Paul, if they're not wearing chef's hats, how do we how do we know? How do we know we're going to cook if we're not wearing chef's how hats? How do we know if I, if I don't see that chef's hat and apron on everyone, including Kelly, who's still in a bathing suit. How do I know? <laughs> Kelly's in an apron and a bathing suit. That is a combo you don't see every day. And uh, we're in uh, the Malibu Sands kitchen here for this little montage where the, the peanut gallery of chefs is just laughing at you guys every single thing you do. It is a, there is so, there's, this episode has the most and the least going on at the same time. I can't explain it any better than that. Every single cooking thing gets a reaction from the chefs. It's so over the top. It's a pretty good gag, though, with the uh, with that chocolate cake. cake. Kelly puts on the last cherry, and the whole thing sort of implodes on itself. I I, I thought that was a pretty good uh, gag. You think it's gonna go? You think it's gonna go great? But of course it won't. We're in the middle of a, of a montage where everything is going wrong. We talk about editing too. I'm curious how many things were in this montage on script. Like how many? Like. <laughs> Are we seeing every gag, every, or is this just a shortened version? Probably shortened. And the staff comes around. I mean, they they took pity on you, I guess. Right? I, well, like, I, I'm, I'm, I have it in my notes. What do you have in your notes? I'm like, so the cooks just decide to help us after watching. I mean, why would they help us? I don't know. I don't know. They're not. I'm. This is all like it's it's that. I mean, it's icky when you think about it. If you just like turn your brain off for a minute, no big deal. I mean, yeah, they took pity on you, your kids. But yeah, but then it's like, well, wait a minute. They need more money. <laughs> That's what this is all about. They're still starving while these people uh, eat their many nice treats. And not, you know, we, we've done a lot of picking in this particular episode, but sure. they pull out this rack of lamb because that's what the uh, I can't I don't remember what party it is the Thornhills they wanted to rack a lamb and they wanted a chocolate souffle. Well, I think they're not specific. They're not yeah. specific. One, one of them, yeah. but. I'm not really impressed with like what they bring out as like the final product. I mean, it looks, mm. I think we could have done better. I think we could have made the presentation just slightly better. It looks like there's a lot of garnish, uh, which I absolutely <laughs> despise. I despise garnish. I don't like when they put, okay. you know, cilantro or whatever the, what parsley. Is that the thing that they put on to make it look? Yeah. Parsley is the garnish. Yeah. It did, but there's a lot of that. And then like there was this like salad next to the rack of lamb that looks like it's just like a a, 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 a what kind of lettuce is that? Like the 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 just plain lettuce. I mean it, it, it doesn't look very appetizing to me. I'm sorry. Like that doesn't look like okay. what you would get for a 50th anniversary or a 16th birthday party. Um, I th- there's also not that much of it. No, there's not. I mean, there's not that there's much not. food. We're, we're looking at enough Are those food deviled to maybe eggs? feed. I mean, what what, yeah. what what is that? I didn't think about that. You're right. It is kind of a shitty spread. Well, I, I actually thought like th- we, like the kids put that together yes. with the help of the cooks. And like, okay, like mm-hmm. that. And, and then they would say, no, 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 let us help you make it even better. Um, but that's not the case. That is the finished product. No. And I think it looks like shit. And it also begs the question. I mean, we are picking too much. I'm sorry, folks. But like, they just wasted so much. We're food. having fun picking. Oh, we're alone. having so much fun. But like, think about all the food the kids just knowingly wasted. 
all the supplies, all like the fancy chocolates and, sh- that and shit. That could have gone to their. That could have gone to the wages. Yeah, yeah. We just burned through hundreds of dollars of supplies just <laughs> for so the chefs could have a laugh. I mean, maybe that's why they helped them out. They were like, finally, something fun around here. But yeah, I guess it's it's fully unresolved. What like at this point, anyways, what's going on with the workers? But sure, they came to their rescue. Now, who needs saving? Turns out, the mostly white people. Um, and yeah, we're in uh, we're in the Malibu Sands dining room for you know first the Thornhills. Um, the last time the gang rushed through serving a meal was the Lisa card. They've done this before. Uh, that was part of the scheme to get Lisa more tips. I mean, this this party sucks. You have to imagine, like, especially the Thornhill. Mister Thornhill was like, "I'm finally splurging. I've watched every dime for my whole life, and he just wants to throw a nice party for his friends. And they're being served like, yeah, parsley and drumsticks, and everything's being rushed around. It's yeah. I, I felt like they were being taken advantage of. I don't know. This, me too. It, it, yeah, I me felt too. Totally. Sorry for these people. I mean, I, I don't know. They did nothing wrong. They weren't like jerks, too. Like it would no. have been a, a different color if the Thornhills were like pushy about their right. money. But they were but they're, like really sweet. Yeah. And look at nice, nice Ann Savage here. Just wants to get up. And I get just want to say a few words about my husband, and I'm like, and you've done it. Wasn't that beautiful? Let's move on. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, yeah, shut up, lady. Oh, you're gonna be dead soon. Is so condescending. Zach is so condescending to her, and like, oh, it's no life. Life is hard. It really only gets harder. <laughs> and if you made it that far, you deserve to say whatever the hell you want in a crowded room. And look, as long as it's not like you know. Racist. Look, they're dancing. And it's so it's so lovely that they're dancing. It's their fiftieth anniversary, and I'm like rushing them along. But here come the people. Here come the Richters. Yeah, from all around the world. All around the world. Tell me, these people are from all around the world. What? 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 No, they're not. They're not. They're from. I'll tell you. They're from all around the world. Pasadena, Glendale, Burbank, and Culver City. They're from all around that those parts of the world. There's six of them. Yeah. The, 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 like, wouldn't you have thought it would have been a bigger party? Couldn't, couldn't we have gotten more background to, to fill this party up a little bit? We had, we have a, a pretty good party for the Thornhills. Um, I think we could have done a little better here with the Richters. Young kids, oh God, I don't know why I'm doing this. Young kids are a little <laughs> later to things. So these are like the first wave of youths. I don't know. Oh, oh, that's that. what it is. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like, yeah, like these are the people who showed up like with Jenny to be like were the first responders to this party, uh, but then the rest of the young folk will you know be trickling in. Got it. Okay, uh, I, I will accept that. Answer. I I hate I hate that I had an answer for that. <laughs> Truly upsetting to me personally. Um, I I really thought this was great. Jesse's stalling. Elizabeth is so funny when she does these like when she's like in on the scam. I I think it's my favorite moments of Jesse. When she's just kind of getting lost in the the chaos of what's what she's in the middle of, yeah, just rambling about her her sweet sixteen. We do learn she is now seventeen, so a little bit of timeline establishing. I thought this line was great. Sixteen in one day isn't quite as sweet. Haunting, haunting words to tell a girl on her this the eve of her sweet sixteen. But the Thornhills are marching in, and uh, we're in the dining room for the last time Zach had an anniversary banner rigged for a scheme was the house party episode. So this is also another little double dip from the writers of, uh, yeah, Zach had a banner ready to go. That's kind of his thing. Okay, I got a banner ready to go, but why does Slater pull it before the Richters are even in? Like, hey, buddy, you, 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 a little premature there, pal. 
these these Thornhills are all so blind, they're not going to know what hit them. So just like get this thing over so with. So rude. So rude. The disrespect. Oh. The disrespect for these for the, for poor Anne Savage toured in support of the troops. You're going to do her like this. She deserves better. <laughs> she does deserve better. A pinup girl from World War II, and this is what she comes home to. Ugh. Do better. Um, this, uh, yeah, this whole final scene, Mark Paul, is I have in my notes. It's like a David Lynch movie or something. It's like so bizarre when everyone starts the tango. Like it, it, I'm almost speechless. I always got a couple words left in the tank, but yeah, it's very strange. And you know how much I love to dance, so you know oh, I, God, I you when I when I saw this uh, in, in in a script, I was like, oh, I can't wait to do this dance. Can't wait. Ugh. And and of course, to- Mario looks like he's a professional tango dancer. Oh, we're gonna get there. Mario dancing with Anne Savage is phenomenal. Reason for the season, folks. Best best thing in this episode by a mile. He's so charming. I mean, this guy, like, he starts the dance by kissing her hand. I don't think that was written. I think he just, you know, took that yeah, upon he himself. Just, hey, look. To do. Got and carried it, away. It's so in character. It's so good. And then his his turn and his flair. Uh, it, it, I'm doing it with my shoulders. Yeah. I'm doing it poorly, listener. But it is like, he just has like a, a rhythm and emotion to him. Where yeah. he, is, he seems to be enjoying this. Moment, which as we've established, there is no music playing in the room when you film these things. Right, 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 right. No, and and the way he flips his mullet, you know, from back, yeah. and, back and forth. It's 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 really it's good. good stuff. It's good. Stuff. It's really good stuff. But like this whole, so now in an episode where we're like, what can we oh. cut? We've had like a cooking montage. We have a full tango sequence. It's just like, but yeah, look at Mario's little spin as he asks. I'm gonna call her Ann Savage as as he asks Ann Savage to dance. Mrs. Thornhill. And it wouldn't be a uh, Saved by the Bell episode if the uh, the boom didn't make an appearance. Oh, is that? It makes an appearance right as uh, Slater does this little spin. Because uh, oh it's pretty wide. It's a wide shot. You know, it's a, it kind of throws off the, the, the boom operator. Like, how yeah. wide are we going to be? Uh, wide enough to see my boom. All right. I know I'm right at that uh, the end of frame there. <laughs> also, Slater does that little hop spin. The boom operator was like, holy shit, do you guys see that? And then he dropped the mic a little bit. <laughs> it's like, that wasn't in the script. You need to tell me about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Look at Mario doing this dance. It yeah. is, this is just, folks, do yourselves a favor. Google Anne Savage 1940s. See this like femme fatale actor from back in the day. And the fact that where her wave broke so many years later was dancing with Mario and the Malibu Sands. I love that. I really do. God, everyone is like, it's so over the top. Kelly's tango too. It's, it's really just, I, I, I don't really have, have adequate description for how bizarre this scene is. This scene or how is this so fixes bizarre. Nothing, by the way, this fixes nothing. If I'm the Thornhills or I'm the Richters, I'm like, this, this is not a good party. This is still bad. I want my money back. Obviously, I want my money back. I'm not paying for this shit. But quite the contrary. Because Mr. Richter like, comes over to Mr. Carosi yeah. uh, and says, "Time of my life, sir. This is an amazing party, all thanks to your daughter. Um, but yeah. we are approaching my favorite, uh, pro- probably my my favorite moment this season, or at least of mm. these beach episodes. Um, but it is coming up. Can you can you guess what it is? Yeah, I know that you have it in your notes. 
Oh, it's in my notes. I mean, oh, I, I do know what you're going to say. Yeah. Is it Jesse dancing by herself? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> as good as Mario's dancing is, and we'll get another glimmer as the scene closes out, Jesse's just kind of vibing by herself on the dance floor in a very believable way. Like, I'm not confused about it. I understand what I'm seeing. It's like she's like just in her own little space, enjoying the moment. It's cool. Is she though? Is she enjoying her space? Well, well, she's probably like, I think my boyfriend is about to go home and and hook up with a lady who was on the Titanic. I mean, they could have given her something else to do or just not be. I'm just so shocked that Elizabeth was like, yeah, I'll just just dance with myself, I guess. Like, why wouldn't she just take another party goer and just dance with them? She's keeping an eye on Slater. She knows this (laughs) Ann Savage lady can progress very quickly. We'll see it here, folks. <laughs> oh no! Wait, Slater's with Kelly. Interesting. I didn't. I didn't clock that. Oh my god! Yeah. I didn't clock it that's, either. That's why Jesse's there. She's what? like, I'm going to keep an eye on this shit. What is going on here? Yeah, Jesse is like, wait a minute. Wh- I was willing to overlook the fact that you were with that nice old lady who survived multiple world wars and a Great Depression, but no, 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 no. You start slow dancing with one Kelly Kapowski. I'm sticking nearby. That's odd no 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 this it is this, odd. J- he's still dating he's still dating jesse he's still like, dating they're, they're still a couple but easily like kelly could have been with with screech kelly yes. could have been with another patron uh jesse could be but this is odd like why would uh i'm telling you here we it's go odd. again with another gate we got to do an investigating of this i mean maybe slater was like look jesse I'd love to dance with you, but you've got kind of a weird knee band-aid situation, and I just don't want to get that on my nice white pants. Maybe so surely she, you understand. Maybe she was like, you know what? I, I, I can't do the tango because I got this band-aid on my knee. I got the maybe knee she was band-aid, the one. yeah. Yeah, look, you start whipping me around too fast, there's going to be band-aids flying everywhere. <laughs> Health code violation. Uh, and we get another, yet another sweet ending between Zach and Stacy that they did us a little bit of a favor of giving a nice comedy blow of Mr. Carosi fell in a hole. We don't just have to like end on a kiss every week, which we've done the past couple. Um, but that's the episode. And we're almost, Mark Paul, at the end of the beach episodes. Can you believe it? Five of six, one more to go. I'm glad you were sitting down for that realization. Uh, but that's not what we're watching for next week. Next week is an episode called Pipe Dreams, as we have mentioned. Uh, you kind of already know what it is. I, I spoiled it a bit. But yeah, you did. That's what it is. Pipe you dreams. Did. Yeah, sorry. Whoops. And our guest will be Becky the Duck. We are, yeah, we got a couple shovels and we are going to bring <laughs> Becky on the podcast. Just kidding, folks. They burned that duck. Uh, well, thank you, you, Mark Paul. How dare you? How dare I? Justice for Becky. Becky lives on in the hearts and minds of all of us. Thank you, Mark Paul. Thank you, the listeners. And we'll see you next week. Zach to the Future is a production of Cadence 13. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gosler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malingone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. Marketing is led by Josephina Francis with PR by Hilary Schuf. Thanks to the whole team at Cadence 13 and to you for listening.